This is Jared from The Big Apple. You're listening to Scott Volker on The Amazing Seller Podcast. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 385 and session number 119 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday, every single week. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back here. We are in July. I can't believe that we are almost halfway through July. Depending on when you're listening to this, 4th of July has come and gone. It is crazy. And I know it's not going to be long before I'm going to be saying it's August and then September and then Christmas. And It's just, we know time flies. It doesn't wait for anyone. And even, you know, just myself thinking about my daughter getting married is just like, oh my gosh. Like I sit there and go, how did how did that happen? Like, I mean, she's 20, she's 22 years old and, uh, it just makes me feel like, man, I need to slow down. I need to, I mean, we all say that, right? We got to slow down. We got to slow down as entrepreneurs. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, even for me to tell you to slow down, it's, I'm telling myself to slow down and just really take it in and enjoy each hour. And I do, I mean, I, I set up my lifestyle to be able to enjoy that, but even when you do that, you look back and you're like, where did the where did the days go? Where did the months go? Where did the years go? So, you know, just one little reminder here for you, not on Amazon or selling products or anything like that. Just take a minute to take it in, right? Take a minute to take it in. Sit down, maybe, you know, maybe even by yourself in the morning or at night when the kids go to bed and and just think and like take it in or, or maybe when your kids are, are around you or you're at a family event and you're with that person that you're like, you know, I just want to take in that time because it does not wait for anyone. And I mean, I'm building a lifestyle business. That's what I've been doing now for the past, gosh, 18, 20 years since I've been working for myself is really building the lifestyle business. And that's what I'm doing. And I think that's what you're doing because you're listening to this and you probably want to have that freedom and that lifestyle business. But let me just warn you, as you become an entrepreneur, as you become a, you know, a, a self-employed business owner, you are going to find that you could be working nonstop. I mean, nod your head right now if you're saying to yourself, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because since doing this, I feel like I'm working a lot. And I do work a lot, but it's on my own terms and I actually enjoy what I'm doing. So that's a big difference there. So just take a minute to take it in and and really just the people that you're with or even the birds chirping or whatever, just enjoy this time that we have. And I'm kind of giving myself a little a little advice right here now too, because that's definitely what I have to do. I mean, I'm recording this right now. Um, after I get done with this, I'm going to jump in the car with my kids. We're going to go over, have lunch. We're going to, you know, take a little bit of time this afternoon to, to do a few things that we wanted to do. And, uh, and we've got a few things planned tonight. So, you know, I, I am doing that, but I want to even be more present when I'm, when I'm with, you know, the people that I love or the friends and family and, and all of that. And, I've kind of went on a little bit of a rant here and I apologize for that, but hopefully this has been helpful to you because I know how busy we can all feel. And, uh, you know, that kind of reminds me that I wanted to kind of remind you that when you're looking at building a business, it can be overwhelming. It can be, you know, just like this huge thing that you have to do. And I want to just remind you of this, simplify the process. All right, simplify the process. Yes, you want to map out that plan, that blueprint, whatever you want to call it, but it needs to be done one bite at a time. And let me just tell you, when you get something done that's on that list or that one bite at a time, it feels good. 
So there's nothing wrong with creating a little checklist and then you can check that off. I mean, for me today, my my thing is I, I need to record a couple of episodes of the podcast, which I enjoy doing. I'm here hanging out with you. And then I have a couple of things that I need to do with uh, my, my business partner in the new brand and we have to touch base and we have to you know maybe go over a few things, but then that's it. I'm good for the day. And if I wanna do other things, I can, if I have an hour here and there, but I'm pretty much gonna be present and I'm gonna feel good because I got those things done. But it's kind of like when you have things half done and you know that you gotta be getting them done, you can't really focus, you can't really be present. I know you probably relate to that because a lot of people do, all right? But just remember, simplify the process and take one bite at a time, all right? One bite at a time. But it's important that you do take one bite at a time consistently. That's another big one. Don't take one bite bite at a time now and then wait a week and a half to do the next bite. Like try to be consistent, even if you're only doing small little mini bites at a time, all right? Because it's really, really important. All right, so today what we're gonna be doing is we're going to be going over some pretty cool questions, all right? And I'll just give you like a heads up. One of them is on buying FBA businesses and a little bit of a, of an issue that they're facing or that they had some questions on. Um, Insert cards with low conversions. I'm talking about a product that was launched. It got some bad reviews and they've updated the product. So what should we do with that? Uh, And then from there, I've got a message that was sent in by a TASer and it's really just them explaining what they're doing. And I really wanted you to hear this because it's uh, it's kind of like how you can look at success and, and the attitude of people that, that are going to be successful no matter what, and I want you to hear that, and that I'm going to play at the end, and I'll talk a little bit about that, um, but guys, remember, if you guys want to submit a question and have me uh, answer it on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and then record a short message there. Leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then from there, just leave a short message, and I'll I'll do my best to air it on an upcoming show, and then uh, the show notes, the transcripts can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 385, and uh, you can get all the goodies there. All right, guys, so I'm going to stop talking. I know I, little, I went a little bit long there on the beginning, but I just never know how the beginnings are going to go, but I think... I think it's uh, it's going to be helpful for you, especially if you're feeling what I've been feeling, and uh, you know maybe you can kind of get a grasp on that. All right, so all right, let's go ahead and dive into today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Hey Scott, my name is Chris, calling in from New York City. Love the show. Thanks for all the help. Uh, my question is related to the conversation you had with Justin from Empire Flippers. Um, actually thinking about buying an FBA business and one of the wrinkles in that transaction is that the seller will not turn over the actual Amazon account because he has other products that are not part of the transaction. So we would basically just get the product and sell it on a new account. Uh, It's a product that's selling a few thousand units a month and has solid amount of reviews. Um, So my question is how would a new account getting uh, connected to that product impact sales and how do you think the fact that we're not getting the seller's Amazon account should impact the price we pay for this business? Thanks a lot and keep up the good work. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for the question all the way from New York, which I'm originally from. You guys know, not New York City. I was upstate New York, but hey, we're still like neighbors, right? So thank you so much for the question and it's a good one. It's actually a really, really good question. And that episode that you were talking about, for anyone that hasn't listened to that, that was episode 329. 
Um, episode 329, I talked to Justin Cook from Empire Flippers, which they buy uh, and sell uh, FBA businesses and just e-commerce businesses in general. And uh, definitely something that I've got on my radar. And if one comes across my desk, then I'll definitely be interested in doing that as far as purchasing something that I feel like I can improve. And I kind of talk through that with Justin and we talk about all the ins and the outs and kind of what I would do if I was buying and what I'm looking for as a buyer. The one thing that would, I guess, make it hard for me to be 100% all in is if I had to do exactly what you're explaining, where someone has a, a, a good product, it's selling well, but it's on their seller's account that they're not willing to give up. Because the problem with that, in my, in my eyes anyway, is that they've got ranking, they've got stuff happening on that seller's account. The minute that they just stop selling it and allow me to sell it, I've got to basically create, okay, a separate entity in a sense where it's not going to have the same love in a sense, right? It's almost like I'm, I'm starting from scratch because I, can, I can't really control that unless I have access to their seller's account. So what it sounds like they want you to do is they want to just say, oh, we're going to give you the product, we're going to give you the brand name, and you can go ahead and sell it on your own. That To me, that's not... That's not like I'm buying a business that's going to uh, already get, you know, be getting sales. I have to almost like start over again in a sense because there's no way to take that product and then add it to my seller's account, at least that I know of. If there is and someone's listening, please let me know. But when, when, uh, when I talked to Justin the last time, there was no way to do that. Like the best way to do it is to hand over the keys to the seller's account pretty much. And then from there, you can then change all of your information or their information to your information, the banking, like, you know, the LLC, like all that stuff. And then you have full control. That would be a red flag for me. So I personally would not do that. Um, And anyone that's thinking about selling their business, consider this in the beginning. Like if you have an account, like for example, if you're starting an open brand, and you have 10 different products in there in all different markets, and you only want to sell one of those off, it's going to be hard for you to do that because people are not going to want to do exactly what we're saying here. They're not going to want to just say, oh, you're going to allow us to do that. You're going to stop selling that. You're going to let that inventory kind of run out, and then I'm going to kind of start that listing under the brand on my account, and I'm going to kind of start over. So if Amazon was basing any of their ranking factors on my seller's feedback and seller's account and authority and all that stuff, it's going to affect it. There's, there's, and this is, again, this is my opinion and it's going to affect it because if you have an account that's five years old and I just, I just opened a brand new account that there is going to affect your ranking. Again, it's my opinion. You know, maybe someone can prove me wrong, but that is my understanding. And again, I don't want to have to start over in a sense. Now, if the price was right, I guess, like if someone said, listen, I've done all the, I've proven the concept. I've sold it. I've done you know $100,000 in revenue and sales. Uh, it's proven that the concept is working. No one else is really selling it. Then here's, you know, here's the manufacturer. Here's the product. We've branded it. We're going to sell you the brand name. That's different. If you want to do that and you think that that's going to be something that you can then just run some pay-per-click, do a launch, and you're going to be able to compete because you don't have a lot of competition, that might be an option for you. Um, for me personally, everything would have to be pointing to like, I'm the only one selling it or you know, there's a, a strong brand uh, awareness that people are going to then, they're going to be searching for that brand and that's going to be my brand. That's the only way I would do it. But for me, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at a seller's account that is doing well or a brand that is doing well and then all I got to do is just take it over, pay them some money, 
switch over my account details, and then I'm controlling that seller's account now. And that brand is solely on that on that account. And then that way there, I'm just kind of like picking up where they left off. It's kind of like me saying like, listen, I'll just, I'll buy you out. That's it. And then it's mine now. Um, so again, some things to think about if you're, if you're considering this, you know, not saying that it can't work. It's, uh, it's just everything has to kind of line up there and there's some factors there that you need to figure in. So hopefully this has helped you. Hopefully this has gotten back to you in enough time to where you're making that decision. And if not, um, I wish you luck on whatever you do decide. Uh, but uh, these are some things that you need to consider when looking at buying an Amazon FBA business. Uh, again, like you said, I think it was just one product and you didn't really say if there's a if there's a big email list. You didn't really say any of that stuff, which again, if, if you had some of that stuff, then that would make it easier because then we can just let them know that we have a sale or something on our new seller's account, but it's the same brand. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that helps you or anyone else listening. And again, guys, episode 329, I'll link that up in the show notes to today's episode, but uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 329, great interview with Justin Cook from Empire Flippers. And uh, yeah, they uh, they vet them out. They, they get all of the, the, all of the paperwork, all of that stuff done. Uh, but in this case, it sounds like they're just going to sell the product with the brand and then you're going to have to move it to your brand, which I'm not a huge fan of that model. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. Here is Philippe from Switzerland. Uh, First of all, I want to thank you a lot for all the precious information that you give us. Uh, They are so useful. Um, My question is, let's say that I get some bad reviews for my product, and according to, the, to those reviews, uh, I make some small improvements, some small changes to the product. Is there a way to cancel those reviews since they are no more uh, up to date? Or uh, um, should I make a new listing? Or should, uh, should I just reply to those uh, reviews saying that uh, I, I made um, those improvements that they 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 ask. Thanks a lot, and uh, have a nice day. Bye bye. Hey, Philippe, thank you so much for the question all the way from Switzerland. And I always say this, but I'm going to say it again. It just always gets me fired up when I'm able to connect with people from all over the world. And uh, this is just another perfect example. So a listener from Switzerland. So thank you so much. All right, so, okay, there's a couple of different things that we need to consider. Number one, how long has this been selling? Like, does it have some traction? Because the one thing is we don't wanna lose traction. So my first thought was, as if it's been selling for a little while, you've got some reviews coming in and they're not all bad, but you have some that are coming in and those bad ones you're now going to be improving on the product. The simplest thing that you would do is just comment back to those people on the reviews and say, uh, our new version is now updated and you might even want to say contact us so we can you know send you another one or a new one or some or an updated version or something like that it might be something as simple as doing that again i think you should call it out i think you should definitely let them know that there's been updates uh to the product uh because of these issues okay so that's the first thing i think you should be open and honest and transparent on the front end because then people will read through the reviews. Then the review doesn't seem so bad because you fixed the problem or you're fixing the problem and you're listening. So I think that's that's tip number one, all right? 
Now, the thing you could do is you could just start over, right? You could start a brand new listing and that could be the updated one and then you just close the other one out, let it run out of inventory and let it just kind of, you know, just fade away. Okay, you could do that. You're going to lose any momentum you had and all that stuff, but you're going to be starting over. You're going to have a newer product. It's going to be an updated product. You don't have to worry about those negative reviews. So honestly, I would need to know that. Like, is this something that you're like, oh man, I've put so much energy into this. I had some good momentum, but I had a couple of these negative reviews that, you know, I think people are going to read. It's going to hurt me. And now I got to start all over again. If that's the case, then do what I said, you know, in the first you know, in the, in the first remark is, is where you would then just call it out in, in the review, say that you're, you've fixed it, you have an updated version 2.0, whatever, and, uh, and let people know that. And then you would, what you would do is that one variation, you would just let that kind of sell out, or even if you wanted to send those back to yourself. And then from there, create another variation that would be the updated version. And then that way there, the listing stays intact. Okay. But the other, the other way that you could do it is to just start a brand new listing from scratch and start over again. Okay. Under your seller's account. So if your seller's account has some, you know, has a little bit of season, uh, or a seasoned account or a little bit more of an, uh, of authority, then this way here, you're not going to lose that as well. So again, you'll still have that on your seller's account as your main, uh, as your main account, but you're going to have to start a brand new listing. Okay. That's the downside of doing that. So it's really your call, but those are some things to think about. Okay. And again, how bad of a review was it? Was it like a really, like the product really stinks and you know, it did, you know, it didn't work at all. Or is it just something that says, I wish that the handle was a little bit longer. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm giving you a two and a half star or, or a three star or whatever, right? Or even a one star. Like, why are they saying it? And is it that big of a deal? And if it is, then you might want to just kill the listing and start over. Or if it's just a modification that's going to make the product a little bit better, then you might want to do uh, the other where you just phase out the one, add the new one, you know, address the, the reviews to the people that have left them. That way, publicly, you, you've uh, kind of acknowledged it and then letting people know that it's updated and it's a newer version. You might even want to put newer version or updated version in, in the bullet or maybe even in the title or something like that just to let people know that it's a, it's a newer version now. Um, so anyway, that's what I would do. And this is, again, another reason why you always want to create your listings with variations, even if you don't think you're going to have a variation, because this gives you the ability to be able to have one that you can phase out and then the other one will be live and uh, you can share the listing uh, in a sense. Okay. So, all right. So hopefully that helped you. Keep me posted though. Let me know how that works out for you and uh, would really be interested to see what happens there. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Gerhard from uh, London, the UK. Uh, my question today is about insert cards. I have a product and I've probably sold about 500 units in in the space of two months, I have an insert card that I put inside the packaging. One side offers a quick start guide. The other side offers uh, some of the goodies we're going to give away, like um, a discount coupon code uh, and a free ebook if they go and register their guarantee. Of the 500 uh, products that I've sold, I have had one registration, one addition to an email list. And my question to you is, how would you troubleshoot this? What would you do to try and get people to sign up for this? Um, the card is professionally designed. Uh, I followed advice from a previous podcast. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. 
Um, also, thanks for all the great content you guys put out there. It's good work. Cheers. Awaiting your reply. Bye. Hey, Gearhart, thank you so much for the question. And uh, it's a good one. And I know a lot of people want to know what is the best way to use insert cards. And for anyone that's brand new or doesn't really know what an insert card is, it's just think about it as another piece of material that they receive in the mail when they get the package. It could be inside your packaging. It could be a four by five postcard. It could be, you know, it could even be just a full size piece of paper. It could be whatever. I like insert cards to be at least a four by five uh, or even a four by six. I like it to be on heavy cardstock, glossy. I like it to look professional. Uh, but the other thing I do is I like it to be simple, okay, with not a ton on there. Now, one side you said is kind of like quick start guide. I think that's fine, okay, because people are going to want to, they're going to want to touch it then because it's a quick start. The other side now is where we want to be able to get them to enter their name and email address. Well, okay, it sounds like you have 500 people that received this and you had one email address. So that is very, very poor as far as a conversion rate, right? So now, first off, let me just say that you are going to get lower conversions on a piece of mail that gets them to enter their name and email address. Generally, we're seeing, I mean, if you can get a 5%, that's pretty good. So for 100 people, you get five email addresses, that would be pretty good. And then some some people would say like, well, does it even matter? Then why even bother? Well, why not? Right? Like, why not? At least you got five. Now, I think you could, I think you could do even better than that if you have, and this is, I think, one of the issues that you may be having, and the reason why you're not getting that good of conversions is number one, I don't think the offer is good enough. You didn't say what the discount was. Is it 5% off? Is it 10% off? Is it even 20% off? Maybe that's not a good enough offer. Okay. Maybe what you need to do is something that you know they want. And that you're going to do as a giveaway. Maybe you're going to do a monthly giveaway, okay, for the main thing. So let's just say, for example, we'll go back to the fishing example. Let's say that you sell tackle boxes. Well, you know that they bought the tackle box because they got that in the mail. Why not drive them over to a contest page that they can enter in? And then all you're going to do is you're going to give away 12 fishing poles every, you know, for one a month. So for the year, that's going to be 12 fishing poles right? That's part of your thing. Or maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to do something else. Maybe you're going to give them, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll give them a $25 gift card every single month, right? Or you're going to have, they can, and they'll be entered into a $25 Amazon gift card. We don't care. At this point, we know that they're a fishing customer, okay? Or a customer that bought fishing gear. If I was to say, uh, let's flip this around. If I wasn't doing this in an insert card and I said to you, go build an email list and use a $50 Amazon gift card or a $100 Amazon gift card to get people to enter, that would be bad because then we're attracting just people that want free Amazon cash. That could get shared in other groups where people are like, oh, cool, I want to win free cash. But in this case, we're turning it around. The only way they're going to see this offer is if you send them a tackle box or your product. So we know they've already qualified themselves as a you know, person that's interested in your product. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, you could set this thing up to where it's automated, okay? And we talk about this as far as building our email list. We, we did a free workshop. You can, you can go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list, and you'll find that over there. And I'll show you how to set this stuff up. But I would create a unique one for just my insert cards. So it would be like a monthly raffle, 
And then all they would do is they would have to go over there and enter their name and email address and they would be entered into the monthly drawings. Not just one, it could, you can enter them in every single month and pick a new winner. Okay. Now, if you, if you wanted to, you could do something where, uh, you know, like I said, it could be a fishing pole. It could, and I'm using that as an example, guys, if you don't, obviously you're not going to use a fishing pole if you're selling beauty care items, right? Uh, I'm using that as an example, but let's just say that it was a fishing pole and let's say that fishing pole was a hundred dollars. So every single month you're going to give away a hundred dollars. Same difference. Let's say you did a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. So one winner, Okay, so out of those 500 people that you got, let's say because it's a $100 grand prize that they can win, right? Let's say out of that, now you get 50 of those people. Well, now 50 of those people have registered their and, and kind of raised their hand. You immediately on the back end could give them a coupon code in an email and say, thanks so much for entering. We look forward to letting you know if you won. And oh, by the way, while you're waiting, here's a 25% off coupon. So see, we can do that now because we have their email address. All right, so the upfront cost of getting that, you're only doing, you're only gonna do $100, you know, $100 worth of prizes, but you're able to then make that offer a lot more compelling. A lot, you know, just a, a lot of people will want to enter that versus you just saying get 25% off or even 10% off of your next item or something like that. So I would give that a try. Again, we got to be creative with these offers. We have to like think about our audience. What would get you to enter your name and email address? right? I know if I just bought a guitar, all right, and well, let's not even say a guitar. Let's say I bought strings for my guitar and in that package, it said, enter your name and email address to win a, I don't know, a, a $250 guitar or a $350 acoustic guitar or something like that. I would probably do that because number one, I'm a guitar player and I'm going to probably just want to go over there and see what else they have or what else they offer. And that's going to get me into their, into their system. All right, so I would definitely do that. All right, so again, just some ideas here, and I can go on and on and on with these ideas because that's what I like doing. I, I love doing this stuff. I love brainstorming ideas and what would make a good offer, but I would test it and I would track it. And the way that you would track it is you would have a separate landing page, as we call it. And again, guys, if this sounds all foreign and it doesn't sound like it makes any sense, you're definitely gonna wanna check out the workshop that we did, again, because we lay everything out there for you and it's totally free at theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. So go check that out and uh, it'll make more sense. But I would create a unique uh, a, a unique link, very easy link I would use, something that's not long, and then I would drive them to a landing page that was only for my insert card people, all right? So, okay, I'm gonna stop because I can keep going and I don't want this to get too long. All right, so hopefully that, that answered your question. Let me know how that goes and uh, let me know if that helps you. All right, so Let's go ahead and wrap up today's episode. But before I do, I did want to play something for you. I want to play a message that came in from the Ask Scott uh, little audio uh, line or voicemail or whatever we want to call it. It's a little recording area where you can record your messages. Uh, so definitely do that. If you have not done that, I want to hear from you guys. So definitely do that. But I want to play this because I think it's really important that you understand that it, a lot of what we're doing here, a lot of, of the things that we're doing are not going to just come easy and we're going to go through ups and downs and mindset and attitude can either make you successful or make you not successful, all right? Because, well, I, I just want to play this because it just proves that it takes work, but it also takes a good attitude and a positive outlook and keep moving through this system. So I'm gonna play that for you really quickly, then we'll wrap up today's episode. Let's do it. 
Hey, Scott. This is Shoy Barmal. I actually live in uh, California. And I just wanted to send a quick message um, on, on your action. I was just listening to one of your podcasts. Uh, thank you for all that information. Really appreciate it. But, um, you know, I'm really excited. I actually started listening to you probably about six, seven months ago and finally had a chance. I uh, just finished uh, uh, launching a product on Amazon. It's actually It was actually in a very competitive industry, but I'm excited about it. I was passionate about it, so I thought I'd give it a shot. And it's in the beauty and healthcare products uh, niche, but um, just got it launched, had some starting sales, uh, have an uphill battle, but looking forward to it. Um, I enjoy listening to all your stuff, and uh, hopefully I would love to chat with you one day and uh, just share some stories. I also have a family business I work in on the on the as my day job, and um, but thank you, thank you for everything you've done. I appreciate it. Again, my name is Shoy Barmel, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. So first off, let me just say that I'm not even sure that I want to try to pronounce his first name. Uh, Shoy Barmel, I think, is what it was. So. I apologize for that, and again, sometimes I can't hear that well on the audio message, but hopefully I kind of came close. But what I really wanted to highlight here is, and for everyone listening, is that like he submitted this because he wanted to, number one, let me know that he's actually moving forward, right? He also said a couple of key things. He knows that he's in a competitive space. He knows it's going to be an uphill battle, but he's looking forward to it. Big, big, a big thing there is that he's 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 already expecting it, so he's prepared and he's looking forward to it. A lot of times we don't realize that we learn so much from the climb, from going through the journey. He's willing to do it. He's also working in a family business. That kind of resonated with me. That's what I've done for years. And then he's also excited about this new business venture that who knows, maybe it's going to piggyback off of the current family business. I don't know that. But I just want you guys to understand that attitude has a lot to do whether you succeed or not. All right. And he has a very good attitude. Now, I'm not saying you got to say, I know it's going to be hard and I'm, I'm like excited about that. I'm not saying that you have to be like faking like that. Like you don't have to be like, you know, pretending that you really don't care. But I do want you to enjoy the process and understand that it is going to take work, but you need to enjoy the process. If you enjoy the process and think about everything that you struggle with, you're learning, it'll make it a little bit easier as you go through the climb, okay? Because the climb is really you going out there and kind of working your way up to where you want to be. And let me just say this, I don't think that you'll ever stop climbing. I don't think you should. And what that really means is you shouldn't stop learning. I think we could always become a little bit better And we can always, you know, not just, I don't even want to say perfect something because I don't really believe in perfection. I believe that we always are working towards becoming better, but the climb is really you going out there, understanding it's going to be a climb and then enjoying that process. And yes, you're going to get frustrated. Yes, you're going to feel like giving up at times, but if you have that attitude and if you have the right mindset, nothing will stop you. And that's why I wanted to play this because I think it's huge that people understand that, including yourself. And trust me, I felt that. I felt the, I felt the ups, I felt the downs. I still do. Every, every time something doesn't work, you feel like, man, this just didn't work. But then I, I have really trained myself to say, what did I learn from that? Wow, we're not gonna do that again. Or maybe sometimes there's not even a clear answer to why it happened, but you got through it. And then that gives you that, 
that confidence that you can get through that. So again, guys, I just wanted to highlight that for you. I know it's important for you guys to understand that not everything is, you know, roses, right? It's not just everything isn't perfect and it won't be. But as long as you understand that moving forward and you have a good attitude and you have a good support system, it sounds like he's got a really good support system. You guys do too. You're part of the Amazing Seller uh, podcast community. And you guys can always go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, and join that community if you haven't done so already. And just go in there and be supportive with each other, lean on each other, learn from each other, and just know that there's other people out there that are probably going through the exact same thing or already have and they can help you through that part of your journey. All right, guys, so that is officially gonna wrap up this episode. I know I went on a little bit of a rant here and there, but hopefully you guys are cool with that. Every time I go to a a live event, I always mention the rants, and people say, Scott, love the rants, keep them coming. So I may just keep them coming. I will keep them coming. I don't know any better. So, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap it up. Remember, you guys can ask me a question by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. The show notes, transcripts can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 385, and you can get all the goodies over there, guys. Remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.